Sure. Well, um, the announcement from Donald Trump last Wednesday on the 6th of December has spurred a furious reaction from Palestinians worldwide. Uh, we've seen demonstrations in Gaza uh, with one Palestinian um, shot and killed and uh, bombings from Israel in response to the Gaza protests. We've seen protests in Hebron. We've seen protests in East Jerusalem, both of which have been heavily suppressed by Israeli occupation forces. Um, also protests in the West Bank, a very sizable um, protest in in uh, Jordan, in, Am in the capital Amman, um, also protests in areas of Syria outside of the control of Assad forces, uh, protests throughout the Arab world, um, and increasingly solidarity protests in Western uh, cities as well. Let's talk, Nick, to this being, of course, a you know, just a, another chapter in the, the awful ongoing uh, US administrations in support of, of Israel. And perhaps even, you know, in, in replying to that, does this kind of point a little bit to, you know, how much we need to really put the US in the crosshairs in terms of, you know, concentrating on, on this issue, enabling uh, Israel to continue to get away with the, the horrendous abuse of uh, Palestinian people? For sure, yeah. The, the United States has, since the Oslo Accords, posed itself as being the broker of peace in the Middle East, but its record has been uh, something quite the opposite. Uh, the announcement by Donald Trump uh, last Wednesday basically makes good on a uh, law enacted or a law um, passed by the US Congress back in 1995 under the Clinton administration, which... Uh, announced that, is, that the U.S. would um, recognise Jerusalem as Israel's capital subject to certain conditions being met, including progress in peace negotiations. Um, a succession of U.S. presidents since that time have simply deferred enacting that uh, law, whereas uh, Trump has, in his um, election campaign, uh, declared that he would enact that law and now followed through on that promise. Um, so uh, this shows quite a degree of continuity with previous U.S. administrations in their diplomatic support for Israel. Uh, just as significantly, the United States has um, provided a, a great deal of largesse in terms of military funding for the apartheid state with the outgoing Obama administration um, a year or so ago now uh, announcing over 10 years $4 billion a year of military aid to Israel. And we've also seen the United States very consistently on the Security Council uh, blocking, vetoing any uh, diplomatic condemnation um, of Israel. So um, it's very clear, and I think this um, uh, takes the mask away if there was any uh, confusion about this question, that the United States is the foremost sponsor of um, Israeli violence, suppression, colonisation of the Palestinian people. Yeah, and I guess does that is that in some sense give an opportunity internationally and, I mean, even with our own government, the, the response, speak to the response of our own government, my impression is that... Uh, you know, this is a step too far um, for you know for even our own government to support. And does, does that, uh, yeah, how does that play out internationally? Is this provide some opportunity for the campaign? Um, well, it does show differences for sure amongst um, imperial powers, rich countries about how they proceed on this question. The European Union 
um, being um, unwilling to support this and seeing this as being um, a unnecessary provocation. Um, and but from the Australian government's position, we've heard not a peep out of the Australian Prime Minister or the Foreign Minister uh, Julie Bishop in regard to this. Um, this announcement by Trump. So I think the Australian government's very much keeping its head down mm. while at the same time um, uh, wanting to remain a, a key ally of, of both Israel and the United States. So I, I think that really does uh, give us, a, in particular, a responsibility in Australia to mobilise to um, protest our government's long-running, long-standing support for Israel. And I should say not only our government, but the Labor opposition support for Israel um, and to um, force a shift in our government's foreign policy uh, through building a strong and powerful solidarity movement with the Palestinians. And uh, it probably should be so as well, uh, Nick, uh, much of the Greens as well. I mean, where there's just so little support for uh, our Palestinian brothers and sisters in the Australian uh, parliament. Uh, that's absolutely absolutely right. Um, Lee Rhiannon has been the sole Greens parliamentarian, to my knowledge, to support a uh, boycott of Israeli products, um, and uh, she's not been pre-selected uh, for the next federal election as, as a Green senator. So um, right across the political spectrum, there's certainly work to do to, um, to put, put pressure on parliamentarians and, and to... Um, shift the the whole political dialogue in Australia in relation to the question of Palestine. So I speak to the upcoming events this uh, this week here in Perth. Is that part of a, a national uh, national day of action? That's right. There are um, protests taking place this week in several Australian cities around the country. Um, in Perth, it'll be our turn uh, this coming Saturday at 11 a.m. We'll be rallying in Murray Street Mall. We encourage all uh, supporters of Palestine to come along to hear a few uh, speakers and there'll be a proposal to march to the US consulate from there.